Well, again, Happy New Year, January 2024, from the good old days of radio show. John Tefteller here, and it's Tuesday, and we are going to do uh, a comedy show once again for you. We've had Henry Morgan in the past. Over the last couple of years, we've done several episodes of the Henry Morgan Show. Um, Henry Morgan is one of those comedians that kind of has <laughs> faded way into obscurity, and we're doing our best here to bring him back out of obscurity, so I doubt we'll be able to make him a household name, but at least we'll be able to uh, let a newer, younger audience appreciate some of his wacky and weird humor. And it is wacky and weird. Um, it can be <laughs> really over-the-top satire, or it can just be kind of strange. But if you like Henry Morgan, you like Henry Morgan. He's, he's one of those people you either like or don't. And the people that like him apparently are quite a number of the listeners to this show, because we have had lots of positive comments when we've featured Henry Morgan in the past, and I like him. I've always liked him. Um, he had a very checkered career in radio. He couldn't stay on very long because he had a tendency to make fun of everyone, including the sponsor of the show. So um, after weeks of merciless satirical comments, uh, to about his various sponsors, the sponsors would simply drop him and then he would either have to be sustaining or he'd have to find another sponsor. Um, I think this one is Eversharp, Eversharp Pens or Schick Razor Blades. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, the title of this episode is Mr. Wagstaff from Flagstaff. Now, I don't think this has a Marx Brothers collection, connection, but uh, Groucho Marx did play Professor Wagstaff in Horse Feathers, so maybe. We'll see. But anyway, it's uh, October 15th, 1947. Mr. Wagstaff from Flagstaff, The Henry Morgan Show. The Henry Morgan Show? <laughs> From Hollywood, Eversharp, manufacturer of Eversharp chick injector razors and blades and famous Eversharp precision writing instruments, brings you the Henry Morgan Show featuring Bernie Green and his orchestra and a few surprises. Good evening, anybody. Here's Morgan. <laughs> Tonight's program is sponsored by that new breakfast cereal called Shh. You know, that's a pretty subtle joke and a very poor start. Thank you. <laughs> I am now engaged in making a motion picture here in Hollywood, and I am engaged in a personal civil war testing whether this motion picture or any other picture so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. And I can tell you right now before you even see it, I'm not that fat. It's something to do with the camera I've... Nobody has ever written in to ask me what I look like And I know it's mostly because you're just modest Well, in the first place A lot of people are taller than I am I haven't grown an inch since I was 30 years old And I can tell you exactly how old I am, too You know Hobart Fenstermacher of 1402 Jamaica Parkway Extension, Jamaica, New York? I'm about two years and three days younger than his Aunt Gussie <laughs> I was born completely bald, but that condition has improved. I have a darling nose, which crinkles when I laugh in a cute way. 
which makes it look like it was folded in half. <laughs> I know I should say looks as though it were folded in half, but if you want to hear good English, you shouldn't be listening to the radio. <laughs> I wear glasses sometimes, not because they make me look intelligent, but when I take them off, I look stupid. <laughs> Actually, I am a lot handsomer than I admit, but unfortunately, it doesn't show. Say, Henry, uh, that friend of yours from New York, he's waving at you. Oh, yeah, Gerard. Come on up, Gerard. Hiya. Hiya. How you feeling? Me? Yeah. Eh. What's the matter? Nothing. So what's eating you? Me? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> Gerard, what's the matter eating your heart out? You're here in sunny Cal. You got here the sun there, the climate, the... The palm trees. Yeah, the palm trees. Eh. <laughs> I'm here three weeks. Enough already. Sick for New York. So what's to like in New York? What's not to like? New York there, they got the Statue of Liberty, Grant's Tomb, Museum Natural History there. Hey, Gerard. Yeah? You ever been those places? Never. So? So today, it just happens. I feel like going... Yeah, but Gerard, I, they, they got culture here, too. Culture? <laughs> the La Brea Tarpets, that's what they got here. What's wrong with that? So on the radio, all I hear is the La Brea Tarpets, La Brea Tarpets. So I went to see it there. So? So it smells from tar. <laughs> so, um, here they got beautiful streets, uh, nice stores. Nice stores. On Wilshire Boulevard there, they got a couple of blocks drugstores, a tailor and a barbershop, so what do they call it? What? The Miracle Mile. So? So what's the miracle? In New York, on the same type street, they wouldn't even bother collecting your garbage. If they collect it, that's a miracle. Well, have yourself a time, Hank. See you around. Likewise. The peachy thing about the Eversharp Schick Injector Razor is that it saves you time. You see, it changes blades automatically, which is a great help. For example, the following shavers have saved the following amounts of time. A man named Buskirk String shaved with an Eversharp Schick Injector Razor and saved three minutes. Mr. String had three minutes to spare and to kill the time, decided to play the minute waltz three times on the piano. <laughs> This got too monotonous for his downstairs neighbor who stuck his head out the window and yelled, Hey, String! String went to his window to see what the shouting was about, opened the window, fell out, and broke his neck. <laughs> Next case. A man named Pinhead Botnick shaved with an Eversharp Schick injector razor and saved four minutes. Botnick decided to use his four minutes by visiting a friend of his who had German measles. A few days later, the friend recovered. Botnick didn't. <laughs> Next case. A man named Toto La Noche shaved with an Eversharp Schick injector razor and saved one minute. La Noche saved one minute. Well, what can you do with a minute? Nothing. But shave with an Eversharp Schick, it saves you time. Our next exhibit, ladies and gentlemen, on your left, that Sterling Quartet, the Jubilaires. Why don't you swing down, sweet chariot stopping? Let me ride. Swing, swing down, chariot stopping. Let me ride. Rock me, 
Lord, rock me, Lord, come and ease it. I've got a home on the other side. Why don't you swing down, sweet Jerry Stoppin', let me ride. Swing down, Jerry Stoppin', let me ride. Rock me, Lord, rock me, Lord, come and ease it. I've got a home on the well, Ezekiel was out in the middle of the fields. He said he saw an angel with a chariot wheels. Wasn't too particular about the chariot wheels. Just wanted to see how a chariot feels. Why don't you swing down, free chariot stopping? Let me ride. Swing down, chariot stopping. Let me ride. Rock me, Lord. Rock me, Lord. Come and got on board the chariot went bumping on down the road wasn't too particular about bumping down the road just wanted to lay down his heavy load why don't you swing down sweet chariot stopping let me ride swing down chariot stopping let me ride rock me lord rock me lord come and easy i've got a home on the other side And now, we again present our all-star daytime radio serial, featuring all your favorite soap opera characters. Chapter 2 of... Just Plain Mr. Wagstaff. Of Flagstaff. That soul-stirring, heartwarming, tobacco-chewing radio drama that asks the question, can a man who has spent 15 years in Sing Sing find true happiness in San Quentin? We will soon see. But first, a word about our product. Men, are you sick and nervous? After 14 shots of bourbon, do you notice anything peculiar? <laughs> do you notice anything? <laughs> when you're playing basketball, do you find yourself dribbling when you haven't even got the ball? <laughs> Don't worry. Your condition is common to more than nine out of ten men. What you need is a bottle of Professor Chachavatsi's Rejecto Nerve Grease. Professor Chachavatsi's Rejecto Nerve Grease is made from nature. Herbs, roots, and mud. <laughs> Remember, Chachavatsi spelled backwards is pretty interesting. <laughs> Listen to how one man, Mr. D.C. of Washington, sounded before he took our nerve grease. <laughs> the same man three weeks later. <laughs> and now... Today's episode of Just Plain Mr. Wagstaff Of Flagstaff When we last left Just Plain Mr. Wagstaff That homely philosopher was trying to console his neighbor Young widow Lastvogel Through her usual Monday morning trial Murder Let's listen I can't believe that you killed your husband, young widow Thank you, homely philosopher You're just not the type Thank you. You're not capable of murder. That's true. Then why did you do it? He was... He was real cruel. Cruel down deep. Well, he's not cruel no more. No, he's just down deep. <laughs> I warned him that someday he'd cross my path once too often. And when he did? I ran him over. Just goes to prove what I always say, young widow. What's that, homely philosopher? 
Woman is born to suffer. Oh, how thoughtful, homely philosopher. Man is evil and woman's got him. <laughs> Reckon you're right, homely philosopher. In 1492, Columbus discovered America. How true, homely philosopher. <laughs> Tell me, who's going to defend you at the trial, young widow? Oh, I got the best and smartest and handsomest and smartest talking lawyer in the whole country. Who that? Young Lawyer Saloon. I love Young Lawyer and I love Young Doctor and Young Indian Chief. But what about me, Young Witty? Can a woman of 25 find happiness with a man of 63? I'm 25. Really? No. <laughs> Can a woman of 34 find happiness with a man of 63? Or should she seek a man her own age? Like young Lawyer Saloon. Say, there he is, making his way through the chicken wire. While young Lawyer Saloon makes his way through the chicken wire up to the microphone, a word about Professor Chachatvatsky's rejecto nerve grease. <laughs> Ladies, I'm talking to you, you nervous wrecks, you. Don't hesitate. Get up off your chair and stumble down to the drugstore at once. Get a bottle of Chachavatsky's nerve grease. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Remember, remember, Professor Chatsavatsi is recognized at all the leading medical schools in this country for what he is. Listen to what one satisfied user of his nerve grease says. Uh, thanks for recommending the Chatsavatsi man of distinction. <laughs> it's satisfying. Remember, Chatsavatsi's nerve grease comes in two handy sizes, pints and fifths. <laughs> and now... Back to just plain Mr. Wagstaff Of Flagstaff And so, young lawyer saloon greets young widow Lastfogel And our homely philosopher Hello, young widow Hello, young lawyer Hello, homely philosopher Hello, young lawyer Hello, young widow Hello, homely philosopher All right, philosopher. break it up, break it up <laughs> Young lawyer saloon, I got a suspicion You planted the idea of killing her husband in young widow's head I didn't plant it I found it growing there and watered it a little. Like I always say, behind the misfortune of every woman stands a man. That's true, homely philosopher. Yes, young lawyer, you can't pull the wool over my eyes. Maybe I'm only an ornery, cussed, stupid old man. That's true, homely philosopher. <laughs> Not yet, young lawyer. Which weren't me, for another man who gave her the idea, who's been cozying up to her, whispering pretty nothings about killing her husband. Twere the slyest, slickest, Slipperiest, smoothest man in this year county. Who dat? <laughs> Young Dr. Banana. Ain't that him walking through the hot desert? Hello, homely philosopher. Oh, young doctor. Hello, young widow. Hello, young doctor. Hello, young lawyer. Hello, young widow. Hello, homely philosopher. Hello. All right, break it up, break it up. <laughs> oh, homely philosopher. They say that I killed him, but you think he did, and he thinks he did. And they think you did, but you think I did, and I think he did. Oh, homely philosopher, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> what do you fellas think? What do you think, young doctor? What do you think, young lawyer? What do you think? All right, break it up. Break it up. What does the homely philosopher really think? Does, does he, he approve, approve of the romance, romance between, between young, young lawyer, lawyer, young widow, and, and young, young doctor? doctor? Listen in tomorrow for another episode of... <laughs> Just plain Mr. Wagstaff. Uh, Flagstaff. Meanwhile, don't forget Professor Chachavatsi's nerve grease. Listen to what two satisfied users say. <laughs> uh, come on over here, babe.
Tonight, we are proud to present as a public service the first in a great series. Cavalcade of Industrial Cavalcade. Tonight, we salute a pioneer industry of this country, an industry which has seen many twists and turns. The American Pretzel. Today, the pretzel is an accepted part of our everyday life and stands high in the roster of American industry. Our economy today depends upon steel, rubber, coal, pretzels, and lumber. <laughs> How did the gigantic pretzel industry start? It was in 1848, the same year that the inventive brain of Morris Mortimer Stonemetz developed the idea of selling oxygen in the form of tents. <laughs> It was also in this year that two immigrant brothers came from Salzburg to this country and locked in their hearts was the secret formula for the making of pretzels. They were the famous brothers Karamazov, Philip and Morris. <laughs> we take you now to the first pretzel bakery in this country where the brothers Karamazov made pretzels in a cowshed under difficult circumstances and also under a cow. Now, Morris, a twist to the left... A twist to the right, pull it tight, tighter. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the matter? That's my finger. <laughs> the pretzel's over there. Oh, slips. Well, now we put it in the oven to bake. But we got to watch it every minute to see that it stays sizzling hot. Yeah, that's right. Well? Don't look at me. It's your turn to get into the oven. <laughs> While we're waiting, let's have a cigarette. Yeah, okay, Philip. Okay, Morris. What kind you got? Lucky strikes. <laughs> See, the pretzel's done. It looks delicious. That's the second pretzel we manufactured this week. What should we done with it? Let's eat it. I'm starving. Say, listen, Morris, I've yeah. been thinking. We've been making pretzels now for a year and a half. Yeah. Every week, do pretzels. And every week, we eat them. Listen, Morris. What? We's in a rut. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta find a way to make more pretzels. Maybe if we hired another worker, we could make three pretzels a week. What an idea. Then you and I would eat two, and we'd have one left over. Yeah, but uh, what would the worker eat? Well, we could give him the other... Uh, maybe if we hired two workers, and four of us would have... Four pretzels. Five workers? Five pretzels. Only one thing to do. What? The two of us will keep making two pretzels a week. Yeah. And you get no pretzels. <laughs> Finally, the brothers Karamazov hired their first worker and the American pretzel industry was born. This worker, whose name has gone down in American history as the father of the pretzel industry, was George Washington, the grandson of the famous man of the same name who, as we all know, posed for the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> It was George who conceived the idea of producing pretzels by machine. And with this idea, he went to his rich uncle, Seattle, Washington. Uncle, Uncle Seattle, these pretzels will make you rich. I am rich. These pretzels will make you famous. I am famous. They'll make you sick. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now tell me just how this pretzel machine works. Well, first, I take a piece of dough and I push it into this machine with all my eight fingers. You used to have ten fingers. The machine has a few kinks in it yet. <laughs> And so the first mechanical pretzel factory was born and soon began showing a real profit. And, as in the development of every other major American industry, the next step was for the man who had the money to get rid of the man who had the idea. <laughs> we take you now to the home of the American pretzel, Pretzel Town, Pretzelvania. <laughs> in this enormous building, workers are giving each pretzel that comes out of the machines a right twist. That's on your left. To your right is the left twist building. Let's stop for a moment at the testing department. That tester is now about to break a pretzel to test it for lightness and fluffiness. Listen. Delicious. Our last stop is at the important pretzel planning department. Let's stop and talk to the general manager. Listen, I think we're going to have to do this much. You know we're 12 jokes behind right now. <laughs> we got How do you do, sir? left over we should have done last week's program next week, and we could eliminate this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. All right. How do you do, sir? I say, how do you do, sir? I'm from the Cavalcade of Industrial Cavalcade Show. Will you say a few words about your work? Gladly. We here are all members of one big happy pretzel-type family. All the people of this plant are pretzel-minded. I see. Um, what are you working on at this moment? At this moment, we're busy preparing for the Christmas-type season. We're making pretzels in the shape of Santa Claus. Fine, fine. Uh, would you like to say anything else into our portable pretzel? Or uh, microphone? Yes. We here on this plant are striving forward, ever forward toward the pretzel of tomorrow. The pretzel divide. And so we say farewell to the American pretzel industry. Cavalcade of industrial cavalcade marches on. Men, do you realize that over 40 different makes of blades fit your old-fashioned razor? And yet not one is the answer to the ideal shave. No, sir, if you really want tops in shaving comfort, don't just keep trying different makes of blades in your old-fashioned razor. Switch to a different, a modern razor, the Eversharp Schick Injector. Listen, nationwide tests prove Eversharp Schick outmodes, outspeeds, outshaves any razor you've ever used. It's made differently, handles differently, shaves differently. And man, what a difference your face feels. Cleaner, cooler, more refreshed. Just try the Eversharp Schick Injector for one week. See for yourself how it makes shaving almost automatic. Yes, it's the only razor with automatic blade changer. No blades to unwrap, nothing to take apart. Just push-pull, click-click. Out goes the old blade, in goes the new. It's a dollar seventy-five cent value. Special. Now only a dollar and a quarter, complete with twenty blades. Special. Now only a dollar and a quarter, complete with twenty blades. For the shave of your life, the rest of your life, remember. Push pull, click click. Change blades that quick. Push pull, click click. That's ever sharp. Shake. One of the best commercials we've had. Um, I don't want to make a point about this, but I'm from New York City. And for years, every time I'd hear Bob Hope, 
uh, make a joke about California weather, I'd think to myself, oh, it can't be as bad as all that. Tonight, I would like to apologize to Bob Hope for what I've always thought. <laughs> Bernie Green agrees with me and will now play his arrangement of a number dedicated to California, the Ice Skater's Waltz. dog missing in that number, which, <laughs> which I would like to put back. <laughs> and uh, as long as we're not through yet, could I try this joke again, please? Tonight's program is sponsored by that new breakfast cereal called Shh. <laughs> well, some other week, I'll just put it back next week, that's all. It's based on the idea that a breakfast cereal makes a lot of noise. This is a... Once more, please. <laughs> Tonight's program is sponsored by that new breakfast cereal called Shh. <laughs> I would like to thank you one and all. You will each receive a dollar and a quarter on the way out. <laughs> now then, once again, we bring you our Hollywood reporter, Jimmy Morgan, who will tell us about the doings in the film capital. And here he is, Jimmy Morgan. Good evening, movie fans. This is your Hollywood reporter, Jimmy Morgan, with news and views of Hollywood... <laughs> Exclusive <laughs> My gosh, we found a device Let's take that again uh, Exclusive It is rumored that the latest rumor about Clark Gable Is thought to be merely a rumor Remember, you heard it here first <laughs> Exclusive Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall Make a nice couple because there are two of them <laughs> Exclusive Bing Crosby's four sons are all younger than he is And Bing is the first to admit it Open letter to myself. Dear Jimmy, 
It is rather difficult to write an open letter to oneself, but there is nobody else left who has not received one. Think that over, Jimmy, and you'll find it's a thought well worth dismissing. Yours very truly, Jimmy Morgan. <laughs> Americans in the news. Each week, this department presents a sundial to an American who has distinguished himself by an heroic act. <laughs> Tonight, George Flug wins this coveted award. Last month, Flug fell into the tepid waters of the Upper Plate River. Although the water reached nearly to his knees, Flug, who could not swim a stroke, saved his own life by wading ashore. <laughs> America needs more men like George Flug. Attention, autograph hounds. Barry Fitzgerald, without his glasses on, is a dead ringer for Margaret O'Brien with her hat off. <laughs> Attention, New York newspapers. Watch for a big story to break within the next year. Remember, you heard it here first. Attention, New Jersey newspapers. Watch the New York newspapers. <laughs> and so... What did you say? <laughs> and so this is your Hollywood reporter, Jimmy Morgan, saying goodnight to you and you, but certainly not to you. For school, birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, and business gifts, remember, the best gift of all is an Eversharp CA pen. Has foolproof 1948 cartridge with triple ink supply. The Eversharp CA pen, formerly $6.95, now only $3.95. Morgan will be on the same corner in front of the cigar store again next week at the same time. Eversharp, manufacturers of Eversharp Schick Injector Razors and Blades invite you to tune in same time, same station next week when Eversharp will again bring you The Henry Morgan Show. This is Jay Stewart saying goodnight for Eversharp. We hope you've enjoyed your visit with ABC. Join us again next Wednesday night, won't you? Tune in early and listen late. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Okay, announcer Jay Stewart on that. Um, that voice should be very familiar to you because Jay Stewart did tons and tons of daytime game shows that were aired in the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s. He was basically the voice of all these game shows that were on uh, during that time on television. I noticed they had the Jubileers on there. The Jubileers were a... Um, African-American vocal group that made a number of records for uh, various labels back in the late 40s, and you didn't get to hear too many uh, African-American vocal groups on radio. Uh, Jack Benny did have the Delta Rhythm Boys, and uh, there were a couple others on other shows, but for the most part, it was not, uh, it was mostly segregated uh, radio even in that time, 1949, and it continued for a while. Um, they did a satire of Just Plain Bill, which was a famous soap opera, and that was where the um, 
Mr. Wagstaff uh, <laughs> comes from. Um, but the just plain Bill soap opera was a long-running soap opera, and of course he sends it up here. If you've never heard just plain Bill, well, you didn't miss much, but the satire is much better than the radio program itself because I'm not a big fan of radio soap operas. The last skit they did was a satire on a Hollywood uh, reporter, Jimmy Fiddler, who was the 1940s equivalent or like a... Oh, same thing as like Luella Parsons or Hedda Hopper, but he was the guy, Jimmy Fiddler from Hollywood, giving you all the Hollywood gossip. And of course, here it was Jimmy Morgan making fun of that. Um, the commercial for Schick razor blades, where they say push, pull, click, click, push, pull, click, click, that. Uh, it doesn't appear on this episode, but there is one where Henry Morgan starts to attack his own sponsor, and he changes it to push-pull Nick-Nick, and Eversharp did not like that very much, and soon he was without a sponsor. Maybe we'll find that show and play that one day, because he, I remember hearing that, and he, he does really, really kind of goad his own sponsor on that one. Okay, the Henry Morgan Show from, um, let's see, when was that? October 15th, 1947, ABC Radio Network. Most of what you hear in vintage radio is actually CBS and NBC. There was also ABC, which was a split off from NBC. It used to be NBC Red and NBC Blue. Then they split off and uh, NBC Blue became the American Broadcasting Company, or ABC. There was also Mutual, but um, the majority of big-name radio shows didn't come from anything other than CBS and, and NBC, but there were good shows on ABC and there were good shows on Mutual. It's just that you don't hear that many of them because there tend to be less of those that have survived the years than have things from NBC and CBS. Okay, um, Tune in on Thursday for more of Keith Scott and um, some escape programs. He's, we have our special guest, Keith Scott, and he's highlighting some of the best of escape shows on our Thursday podcast. And we'll be back on Tuesday with more drama, variety, or comedy, depending on what we decide to do. Usually it's comedy, but every once in a while we venture off into something else. Okay, John Tefteller in the good old days of radio shows saying again, Happy New Year, and talk to you next time. Thank you.